Welcome back to Great Move North. More light and longer days opens opportunities to explore stunning surroundings for those who've decided to swap a cityscape for something seriously different. We meet the people who've made that move and jumped. First it was the cooking, then came the coins. Amy Harrison could cope with just about everything England had to throw at her after a life in and around the Gulf of Mexico. She had plenty of experience handling fistfuls of dollars, but a purse full of English change simply stopped her in her tracks. Amy's solution? Hold out her hand and invite shopkeepers to help themselves. From Florida to Morecambe Bay brought one other big hurdle which locals couldn't readily help with. Mastering an English cooker. Centigrade meant all the meals she cooked became burnt offerings for a woman who'd spent a life in Fahrenheit. But now Amy is finding a way not only around the cooker, but the roads by foot. Another revelation, people walk in England. Such a contrast to her life much further away and much further south. Lovely to see you, Amy. And can you tell me what the view was from your home seven or eight weeks ago before you made the move to where we are right now? Uh, our view wasn't so bad. We had um, we lived in a two-story home and we had a very large backyard with a tiki bar in it. Um, and it was uh, very hot, extremely, extremely hot. And then we we jumped on a plane and here we are. And, and it's a much say, different view. A much different view. You described it earlier on as an ocean, but I think it's technically what we're looking at is Morecambe Bay. It is. And it's an extraordinary view. We've got a glorious sunny day. We can see the expanse of the South Lakes, the Furness Peninsula. Um, really quite amazing. How close were you to the real ocean um, where you were living? <laughs> Not close at all. We were about probably 20 miles okay. inland. Um yeah, the irony of it all. We lived in Florida, and we weren't near the ocean at all. Right. And I've moved halfway across the world to live in front of a bay. <laughs> so Florida to Morecambe Bay, and that's taken the last six weeks to undergo this transformation. We're sitting here. All your belongings have arrived. You've got an extraordinary property. Your life has changed. What brought you to the north of England? Um, I think family. My husband was from this area originally. Uh, my father-in-law was, I believe, from Ingleton. Um, my husband was raised here. He probably has about a million cousins and friends that live in this area. And as we've gotten older, we wanted to spend time with both sets of family. And we were getting to an age back home where we were spending a lot of time alone. The kids are all grown and out of the house, and it was just the two of us. So we figured... Um, let's make the last uh, the last half of our life count and 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 be around the people that we want to be around and see. So we hopped on a plane, we sold everything up, and here we are. What's the biggest difference? Uh, temperature. Temperature, for <laughs> sure. There's lots of differences, and and it's it, it's just different. Uh, I keep telling my husband we can't compare. We just have to adapt and um because even though he was from here living in the states for the last 20 something years uh you you forget um you know you like little things okay uh biggest difference that i'm struggling with is celsius fahrenheit <laughs> um 
we do everything in Fahrenheit back home. So I cannot begin to tell you how many things I've burnt. Uh, I've burnt at least the first two weeks worth of meals. So there was a lot of takeout. Um, the good, there was good intention in starting to cook. And then by the end of the meal, it was uh, running down to the chippy to get some fish or some, some Chinese. So that's a huge difference. Temperature, uh, not only in the outside, but your ovens. And, um, oh, money. Money is a, a I've gotten, you have way many more coins than we do. Uh, and I don't know why you need so many of them, but okay. So when we go shopping, uh, just so that I don't irritate everyone, I just stick my hand out and say, here, take what you need. <laughs> I'll eventually get it, but it's going to take me a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, food shopping, you'd have a lot more self-serve where you do self-checkout. Um, and that's fun. The lady at Morrison's, I swear, she cringes every time I walk in. She's like, oh, here comes that American lady and runs the other way. She hightails it. Um, my husband seems to mess up and pick things up from the from the, the conveyor at the supermarket, and it starts triggering all sorts of, of chimes and bells. And then the lady comes over, and she's like, oh, it's you again. <laughs> Don't worry. It happens to all of us. Yeah, it just seems to happen to us quite a bit more. And then when I try and use my my American cards, my because I've still, two and a half months later, I'm still not able to get a bank account here for all sorts of insane reasons. But um, yeah, every time I use my debit card, it flags a whole series of other uh, bells and whistles and they have to come over. So I'm pretty sure the lady at Morrison's hates me. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, no, I, it, it's, the it's people, going. The people, tell me people about the are difference. awesome. I mean, we've been coming here uh, about two, no, right before COVID, my daughter had graduated from high school and she would come every summer and stay with Nanny and Pops, and she loves it here. So we spent the entire summer, her and I, here, and then we we traveled while we were here. And I used to say it was my practice run. It was a practice run to see if we could really be okay living here, and I loved it. I really did. Every day we'd have a new adventure, hop in the car, and we'd drive off to settle. We'd drive off to like anywhere, Bentham, we just go exploring, just trying to find different places. And it's beautiful here. It really is. And you didn't opt then for the, for the cities. I mean, so no, many people. No, I hate cities. Really? I hate big cities. Always have. And I think it's because I grew up in a big city. I, I was born and raised right outside of Manhattan. And I just don't like big cities. I, I prefer, I prefer living, I like living close enough that I could go in and get stuff done but quite honestly with amazon and the internet you could live anywhere like i'm on first name basis with the amazon delivery guy <laughs> um yeah i i know no interest in living in a big city and costs of accommodation costs of living things like before we started this you were mentioning even things like your cell phone bundles and Technology. Yeah, I know everyone here is is I, I guess really concerned about all the increases that are coming with um, energy and my father. Utilities. Yes, my father in law is uh, consumed. <laughs> That's his new focus these days. Um, but quite honestly, even given that, I still find that it will be cheaper for us to retire here than it would be to stay in Florida and retire. 
Um, our health insurance costs were $1,640 a month for just my husband and I wow. monthly. Um, I still find it cheaper. Uh, I find food cheaper here. There's so many things, but like I was telling you, the one thing that I found really expensive was trying to get a copy of a key made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, even though things are going up, like obviously your petrol is, is more, but yeah. you also don't drive as much here. Yeah. You don't go as far, I should say. And you, we also have this strange concept that you've come across, you mentioned earlier, of people actually going out and walking. Yeah, Just- it's great. It's great. I haven't walked places since I lived in a big city. Um, And the other night we went to visit our friend. We walked over a couple blocks away um, after dinner and um, had a couple bottles of wine. And then we all staggered back home. It was great. It was awesome. (laughs) So you mentioned the NHS. In the States, there seems to be a lot of political antipathy towards the notion of a a state-run health service. And you mentioned the cost of private health insurance. How does that how does that connect with you? What do you think about? Uh, I mean, for us, luckily, we've been relatively healthy, and so we've you know we've gone basic checkups and maybe once or twice a year if you happen to have like a cold or. Um, but it's getting just as bad back home as well. Uh, I shouldn't call it back home because this is home now, but it is getting uh, equally as bad in the States. Um, I had an appointment scheduled for September that I made in July. And the day before the appointment, they called me to cancel it. And when they canceled it, I was like, okay, well, you know, we, I'm, I'm assuming we're going to reschedule for the same week or, you know, they wanted to reschedule it for November. So it's, you know, I think the difference, we haven't used this service here, so I I have no point of comparison, but things aren't that much better back home. The only thing that I noticed back home is that if you do go to the doctors, they'll send you for a million tests. Um, whether you need them or not, they they will send you for every single test imaginable. And sometimes I wonder if that's because... They want to protect themselves from a possible malpractice lawsuit. Okay. Now, whether you need the test or not, who knows? Um, are you better off having it and finding out that there's nothing wrong? Probably. But um, I think that's that's one of the things that I notice back home happens quite a bit. And is, is there an escalating cost associated with that, or is that all covered by your health insurance policies? Um, you, Everyone has deductibles. And the deductibles, depending on how reasonable you want your monthly payment to be, determines how much your deductibles are. But yeah, you still have to pay to go see specialists. So it's, I don't know, I, I think where there's some cost savings there, the, it, it balances out. Um, you know, it depends what's important to you. If you're relatively healthy and you're you take care of yourself, then it's overkill but you have to have it because if something happens to you then what the cost can be in the millions okay in the millions wow so tell me about the people you've left behind you mentioned your family um are grown um but what about friends neighbors your workmates and so on business contacts what do they think and what have you been telling them about this they change. we have a calendar going and it's a, a group calendar as to who's going to come visit first so we already have one of um 
one of my friends is coming in the next two weeks. She's going to come visit. Yeah. Has she been before? No. Never been to the UK? Nope. Wow. No, so she's going to come visit. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, nowadays distance is really, it's not as, as terrible as it used to be because of things like Messenger and Facebook and you know, I get to see my parents every day. I talk to them now more than I'm here than I did when, when I, I was in Florida because I was working all the time. Now I call them and I FaceTime them and I get to, to see what they're doing. Um, I get to, you know, take my phone and show them all around the house. You couldn't do that years ago. You know, all you had was the phone. Now, like, we could see each other. Um, same with the kids. My, my daughter calls here at least 10 times a day, the youngest. Um, so it's, it's not as bad. Um, and, and I think we had, we all had great practice during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone had great practice of isolating and not really being able to spend time in the same space. So I think even people that weren't really comfortable using technology to communicate became really comfortable real fast during COVID because there was no other way of being able to talk to your loved ones. I, mean, I spent nine months not really seeing my parents because they're in their 80s. And I lived, I had a restaurant back home. So I was around people all the time. And I was terrified of like being the worst child and killing your parents with COVID. <laughs> like what kind, of, what kind of horrible thing would that be? Mm-hmm. So I spent nine months not seeing them. I talked to them every day, but I couldn't very well go and, and spend time. On, and then eventually when... Yeah, everyone was vaccinated, whatever. I, did. I didn't feel as bad spending time with them. So you, you're showing your uh, friends, family, your parents this property um, online. What's their reaction to it? Because I have to tell you, sitting here, this is a, a glorious, spacious, I think everyone was happy for us. Um, you know, we used to come here and we always talked about Spending time on the other side of the world. Uh, I got, I was fortunate that I was able to travel quite a bit in the mm-hmm. States throughout my years of work. Uh, I worked for companies that had offices in different parts of, of the country. So I got to see most every state that you would want to see. And so it was, it was just nice to be able to have an opportunity to go and explore a different part of the world, mm-hmm. you know, and, and be able to see things and, that we wouldn't normally be able to just jump in a car. And the space here between countries is probably the, the same distance for us between states. So it, it was just a, it was a great opportunity. I think our friends were happy. My parents probably weren't as happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it meant that I wasn't 45 minutes away from them anymore. Sure. So there's that distortion on the temperature mm-hmm. gauge, Fahrenheit, Celsius. There's also the distortion on the space, mm-hmm. um, as you'd say, between nations. And the, the distortion we touched on earlier around the, even the size of a property like this and the, your furniture. Yeah, our furniture doesn't fit in here. <laughs> not, I mean, it does, but it's not, um, it, it wasn't built for homes this size. And this home is pretty large, but it's still... It still feels, but for me, I'm happy with it because it's our creature comforts. It's the things that, it's the things that make our home. Like our kids would come. It's like, oh yeah, you know, we're home. It doesn't matter that the, the size, it. right? The size yeah. of the room is different. It's all the things that they're 
you know, used to cuddling up on the couch or having dinner at that, that farm table. Mm. When you mentioned work, um, you mentioned the restaurant. What are you? What are your plans for here? Are you, are you getting involved in business? Or? We are. We we decided um, that we probably needed to buy something or to. Um, I think we're too old to start from scratch. Um, so we looked for something seasonal, and we are going to start. Uh, running the clock tower cafe over on the beach so my husband gets to fulfill his childhood dream of becoming the ice cream man (laughs) oh wow um yeah so we'll be doing ice cream and i think the beauty (laughs) of it is yeah i went from owning a cocktail bar and restaurant to um working with ice cream the the beauty of it's it's only open for the season so we can close down in the winter and go see my parents so that's the plan. At the winter, you'll head back. Winter, we'll head back and go see my parents and spend time with them as long as they're alive and um, see my oldest, see our oldest daughter. And then, you know, at some point, we'll probably get to the point where we won't go back as much anymore. Uh, my parents are, are are quite up there in age, but as long as they're around, we'll go back and and spend it with them. And then after that, I'd like to... Yeah, there's so many places that I want to go back to, like Montenegro, and I'd like to visit Croatia, and I'd like to go back to Italy and Spain, and so there's so much to explore here. You mentioned as well that, um, that there's that Spanish heritage for you. Mm-hmm. Tell me, my about... parents are Cuban. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. When yeah. did they come over? Uh, they came over in 1960. Well, they they moved from Cuba. My dad um, was obviously during the revolution and they were able to get out. They both went to Mexico city first and then from Mexico city to New York, to New York city, uh, 1964, I believe. Right. And then my parents were apart for a couple of years cause my dad was able to get out first and my mom followed. Um, and then miraculously after they were reunited, I think I was born nine months later. <laughs> so, Tremendous. Yeah. I just speak the language and I read it and write it. And that's one of the, the things that I think I'll struggle with here is not having access to products like f- uh, food, things mm. that I would in the States. Um, so I'm thinking I may have to like jump on a plane, go to Spain and just do some food shopping and bring it back. Or is there a sideline in, the, <laughs> side in your husband's business? No, um, it's... Um, there's a difference in ethnic restaurants, or a lack of ethnic restaurants, I should say, up here. Um, that's the only thing that I find is truly missing. Like, there are no Cuban restaurants. There's, um, But I haven't explored outside of this area yet. So maybe if I go into Manchester. It's that cultural difference, isn't it? You, you mentioned your um, dislike, if you like, of big cities. Mm-hmm. Um, but also there's the upside because you've got that tremendous richness, diversity that you'll find in a, a vibrant city like Manchester or London. Yeah, I'd like to visit. I just don't want to live there. Right. Although the one thing about your big cities, which is really nice, is there's no honking of the horn. <laughs> um, so it's kind of eerie that you're walking through this big city and it's kind of quiet-ish compared to if you go to Manhattan or if you go to Chicago or any big city, you hear like horns honking the entire time. It's actually quite annoying. 
Well, that will surprise some people listening to this. You're really? saying that uh, um, British drivers are more courteous and patient, perhaps. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, do you know your roads were... There's only enough space for one car, and you have the cutout. And depending on how far, who's closest to the cutout, you either have to reverse or you have to move forward and give way to the other. Uh, if you were back home, there would be shootouts. Honestly, they would people would shoot each other before they let somebody else through. It, it yes, it's a very hostile um, driving environment. The road rage is real. It, it is a real thing back home. So I find it really like, oh, wow, everybody's this high, and they actually let you through. They're not flipping you off, giving you the birdie. <laughs> so the, the, are, you, are you saying that the courtesies, the pleasantries, the have a nice day is meant here? I think so. I think so. Like, I, I like going into a shop, and everyone says, hello, love. <laughs> like, that's sweet. No one says that back home. And it's not that I'm trying to knock where I come from. But it's more of appreciating the difference here. Like I, I like that. I, I like the the niceties and the the now whether it's meant or not. If it's just a matter of saying it, because it's part of. But it it seems nice, like to walk in and it feels like genuinely people are are saying hello because they mean it. No one even says hello back home. You just kind of ignore each other as you walk past. Tell me about, we talked about um, media packages earlier on, but tell me about the, the, the worldview that you perceive through the media here, or, or indeed people that you talk to. Because one's perception of the States is that there's the World Series covering, you know, Cincinnati and California, but here things are a little bit different. I think depending, like, well, right now, Obviously, everyone's focusing on what's going on in the Ukraine. But prior to that, I think every single question that we were ever asked was, um, oh, you hear my dog snoring? <laughs> um, it's perfect. The sound is perfect. I, I, I'm so pleased you made it clear it's the dog and not me. <laughs> um, I think everyone, what they always asked us was, how do you feel about Trump? Is Trump really as crazy as he seems on television? I think that was... Um, are things really as divided back home as they appear to be, or is it the media? So I think most of the questions that we were always asked every time we were here visiting, uh, we even had a taxi driver in Scotland ask us, "Is you know, and it was during election time, do you think Trump's going to win? Or I've had the mover who moved our, our furniture say, well, the election was stolen from Trump. And I was like, where do you, where, like, where would you get this from? Like, um, it, we're so far away. And yet I think there's a lot of interest in what happens over there. Like mm -hmm. things that I probably wouldn't even pay attention to if I were back home, but it's, it's seen and heard here. I think that's, that's interesting. Yeah. The politics. What's your take on, the view here, how our people perform in the in Westminster and so on. I hate politics, and I hate politicians even more so, regardless of what country they're in. Honestly, I, I think it's just horrible. Um, I try not to, you know, I just take it at face value. I, I watch both and like what a load that is like literally from mm. all parties involved i think parties back home uh political parties got out of hand where 
it's an agenda and you're not really looking at the person. So for instance, um, whether you, it's the Republican party and they have their agenda and regardless of whether the entire party feels the same way, you would vote you would vote on that party, even though you don't believe in, in, in everything that comes on that ticket. Mm. And it's probably the same here, but it's not going to change. Yeah, and also the scale of the, the financial investment in the, in the whole political discourse and getting on the ticket is, is, mm-hmm. is, is way different in terms of the advertising spend and so on. Yeah, there, there is, you know, you look at each party and it has its, its, positives, its positive and its negative. Um, but unfortunately, it's, you're going to get the whole thing. You know, the good and the bad. So yeah, it's yeah. trying to find the best of a bad bunch, I suppose. Yeah. So you've had an extraordinary six, eight weeks, that huge upheaval. Uh, you're here, you're settled. Fantastic, wonderful property and a wonderful view. What's the immediate future? What's the next priorities? Um, waiting for the beautiful weather. <laughs> um, yeah, I think getting the Clock Tower Cafe ready for first season and spending our first season i mean if you have to go to work what a great place to have to like work you get to stare at the bay all day and see all the people go past and the kids and the bicycles and i mean we've been here during summer and it gets pretty busy out there yeah everyone seems to come out and want to make the best of like the good weather and the 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 long days that you have, mm. which that's something that also took getting used to that. It's almost 10, 10 30 and still day out. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the vision that you had of England was rolling hills, green grass and sheep. Mm-hmm. I think you said you've now got, I don't know, the rolling fells and uh, yeah. lots of, lots of water out there. And sand. Don't forget lots of sand. There's sand everywhere. <laughs> Um, it seems like I'm constantly sweeping sand out of the house. I don't know how, but it seems to gather on our shoes and uh, the wind. I mean, there are probably worse things that you can complain about. Certainly having to sweep sand out of the house is not one of them. Yeah. But it is a thing. Any regrets? No, no not yet. Maybe wow. we can chat next year. <laughs> I'll let you know how it's going a year later. Well, that's wonderful. It's really nice to talk to you, Amy, and uh, I look forward to be one of the first customers for an ice cream soon. You got it. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>